Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. The first half, an 18-point advantage. Well, they came right at us, but I like where we are. Can't you see? Don't you know what I am? I'm a man with a plan, and it's time you understand. Punch it in! And it's their first lead since it was 2 to nothing. That's a great thing. They're going to go and run. This is how you respond. But don't put your head down. Just keep going. Tatum drives inside. Lays it in. Smart corner three. Boston Celtics take game three. They're two wins away from a title. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance and coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Guys, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart, the first trio since the 1984 Lakers. Showtime. To have 25 and 5 each in a finals game. So Kareem Magic and Michael Cooper in 84. Each went for at least 20 points, five boards, five assists. Yeah. Before that, <laughs> two different Celtics groupings with Russell and, Russell and Havlicek and, and uh, Max, you know, yeah. I wasn't born. Right. Russell and Havlicek <laughs> and, and <laughs> Jones, you know, like it's, it's but by the way, it's, this is, I think it's pretty obvious how you define modern NBA. The absorption of the ABA teams, the three-point shot, right, like, that's when the modern NBA no, started. No, all you can the modern NBA, all you gotta do is say I wasn't born. Nineteen sixty six. There are eight teams in the league. Have a check, stole the ball. Stats Incredible is brought to you by my computer career, training for a better life. But when you do something that hasn't been done since nineteen eighty four, that's a big deal. I mean, like they got contributions spread out nicely. Even the the Warriors third quarter rush wasn't enough. Although, I really thought the Warriors were going to win that game. When they came on and Steph put them ahead with that three, I'm like, oh, here we go. Uh, but it didn't happen. The Celtics are resilient. Go ahead, Key. Oh, man, I'm waiting on you to no, do the No, no, you got a Lakers mention now during the NBA Finals. I mean, cut. Well, it, you told me don't talk about the Lakers during the NBA Finals. Yeah, well, I mean, See, I See, down there, they blowing horns <laughs> on me and everything. I didn't tell them to the blow let, the let me put it this way. I didn't tell them to the blow look, the horn. Look, look, look. Here's the thing. There are, there are a bunch of themes. Draymond didn't play well. Clay did. Was that, you know, and, and also the third quarter stuff. I want to talk about Clay for well, a second. But, here, but, but, yeah. but the, the problem with that is, though, when, when you have one guy playing well that didn't play well the week before, but then you have a guy like Jordan Poole who hasn't played well, you're going you're gonna to have your back and forth, your mixed matches. You look at game two. Who didn't play well for the Celtics in game two? The same guys that played well in game three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's a, it, I think it's going to be a huge back and forth. We're going to see this next game on Friday night. All of a sudden, Clay may play well. Jordan Poole may come to the party. And Draymond might all of a sudden play better than he did in game three. Now, now you got the Warriors winning. I, I did want to make this comment about the Celtics for a second because I, I think it's right to talk about the team that actually won the game. And we talked a lot about the Warriors, and obviously those narratives are important. But 
Look, there's no doubt to me that Jason Tatum has a – it feels like he has the highest ceiling offensively for what he can be, Key. Max, yeah. like on he, the Celtics. Like he, on the Celtics, yes, the Celtics. Yeah. Like, he's a superstar. But, like, don't get it twisted, man. A lot of the identity of this team is wrapped up in Jalen Brown and who Jalen Brown is. Like, he is the attitude for this team. If that's the beginning of the fourth in game one – where he goes bonkers, he picks up the slap when Jason Tatum is not having a great game, he's not shooting the ball well. If that's setting the tone last night in the first quarter, ends up having 17 points in the first – like, the, the way he attacks his athletic ability, the way he can defend – I mean, first quarter he was the best player on the floor, heading hands into, down, heading on both the defensive finals. and offensive side. Heading into the finals, Jay, a lot of the question was, so you know who Batman is on each team. Which Robin was going to show up bigger? That would determine the series. And and you're right about Jalen Brown. Clay Thompson, I would not call that his supernova see, game. I don't call Jalen Brown Batman, man. You don't, Robin, you mean? No, Robin. I, you don't Robin. You think it's like Batman yeah, it's and a, Batman? I, I kind of. You think it's like Shaq and Kobe? The re- They're both no, about the I same reason. It's a little bit Superman and Batman. Superman and Batman. Superman and Batman. Okay. It, it feels like Jason Tatum has the ability to be Superman, mm-hmm. right? But it, it feels like Batman is still a legit superhero. Like he's yeah. among the elite he's, elite. He's and that's elite. who Jalen Brown is. Yeah. But the reason you talk about, I think you, we talk about Tatum first, is because Tatum has superstar yep. written over, like power, like super, yeah. like it's a. You know, you, you Kobe Bryant, the Lakers should have drafted him. It just becomes a superstar. So you may look at the, the pulse of the – not only must say heart because that, that, that'll be wrong. You may look at the, the pulse of the energy that he brings versus Jalen Brown, but in terms of the basketball stuff, I would think that Tatum is a much better basketball player all the way around than – uh, Jalen Brown, but Jalen Brown probably is a different type of leader with more kind of, I don't know, that that vocal grit grind to him where Jason Tatum is kind of like the pretty dude who just, you know, going to put up some shots, play some defense. The box scores are going to look great, and at the end of the game, he ain't sweating. So we all know that Jason Tatum has this, you know, like like a lot of players do. I do. An infatuation with Kobe Bryant, right? Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving has it. Oh, I thought it was it, me you had an infatuation. No. no. You, you would think that, Key. <laughs> But, like, obviously that comes from his relationship with Kyrie and then Kobe and all these guys. And, but it, it's interesting, like, the demeanor of who Jason Tatum is. It's not as much like it's Kobe not as, as, much as Jalen like Brown's Kobe is, yeah. As Jalen yeah. Brown's yeah. is more like Kobe's. Like, if you ever spend any time key with Jalen Brown, it feels so similar. Like, there is a, a swag and a confidence. And I'm not saying that Jason Tatum lacks this at all. It's like there's a little a anger little underneath yes, it. Yeah, there's a little anger underneath it. Like, last night, he's in Draymond's face, barking at him. Like, going like, it just, it pops a little bit differently. That's when Key is talking about he ain't sweating. It's like, Jason yeah, Tatum he ain't is really happy. Sweating. His, his ain't play cool. comes from joy. Well, no, and, joy. And, and he's and, competitive. I'm not going to say, he's extremely no, I'm, I'm, competitive. I, I get it, but it, there's like a certain joy to his game where Jalen Brown, you get the sense that, He's trying to hurt you. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. he's angry all the time. Like he needs yeah, like, to play like, his like best if, when he's if, angry. If, if Tatum went to the cup and dunked on you, he just gonna he just gonna dunk on you. It's just a dunk. It's not it's not like Jalen Brown or Kobe. If 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 Kobe was gonna dunk on you like a Jalen Brown, he gonna rip you, he gonna grab his chest and he's gonna let you know I'm ripping your heart out. Well, Tatum just gonna dunk and keep it moving and go on back and play defense. And Jason Tatum's like so smooth with it. Right, yeah, where, where yeah. Jalen Brown has a little bit more, it's a little bit more of a bop, 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 bop. It's like herky-jerky energy spurts 
bah, bang on you, you know, shoot a pull up. It, it just looks and feels so different. And that not as smooth, but like with watch a little tomorrow. Bit more smooth is just different. Yeah, look at the difference in the sweat tomorrow night, though. Jalen Brown going to be sweating everywhere. <laughs> Tatum going to be sweat. nice and just nice and just, you know, like he point. never played and he got on some Creed Cologne or something, man, and doing go- the game. We're going to have to get into to, uh, Clay too, today, guys, because I, I've been saying he's going to have his supernova game. They're going to win that game. That was not – he played well. He shot better. That's What I saw last night was a regular Clay Thompson game. That's what Clay Thompson looks like. He shoots it well, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not Clay going supernova. Don't get it twisted. That's just Clay being Clay. I still say Clay is due for that. Oh my God, what are you going to do with this dude game? And I still say they but win that you, game. But would you say that have they won though? Would you would you honestly say it Yeah, no, no, game? no. Because if yeah. you win, sometimes when you win, it looks different. It does, but, it, it but Steph, different. if anyone was going, was getting hot like, and bringing him back, it was Steph, Steph, not Clay. Clay was just hitting his shots like he usually does. Yeah, yeah but, no, but, no but if you win, but if you win though, you're not approaching it the same way. You're looking at it going, oh, he was, he was shooting the ball extremely well. Yeah, I might that's put the, that in that's the, the – yeah, yeah I might put that in the column, in the, hey, look, I told you that was going to happen column, right? And I get credit for it. I, I check it right off. I still don't see, like, if the Warriors <laughs> have won, like, you know, people say, oh, that's a Klay Thompson game. I'm like, I still don't think that's a Klay Thompson right, game. I think Klay Thompson has a different kind of chokehold on the game when he puts his imprint on it. He scored like, 41 points he in well three minutes? How'd that happen? I'll tell you, I mean, look, I, I expect Clay to get back to his rhythm, and he still has a bigger opportunity game. But I, I still wonder about Jordan Poole, man. Yeah. Like, Jordan Poole is a dynamic guy off the dribble that has a different kind of bounce to his game. And he's been averaging 12 points during the NBA Finals. He's got to average 19 points during the the regular season. Hey, Jordan Poole can't wait until Steph already got the job done to start cooking, like in Game 2. Give Steph some help when he needs it because Steph is having the Finals I've always been waiting for him to have. He can't do it by himself. He's 22 years old, man. Yeah, people, yeah. people always talk about Boston it being yeah. their first time in the finals. It's Jordan Poole's first time in his finals trying to be that dude in clutch moments. It's hard when you're actually in the game and you don't have a double-digit lead. Today is a huge day for one sport's future. That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sean, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. And we have the man himself with us now, ESPN Golf analyst, my old pal, Michael Collins. There he is, Santa. MC, wh- What's going on? Where are you in the car? Where are we yeah. going? Well, we just—I literally just pulled up. I'm playing in the BMW Charity Pro Am on the Corn Ferry Tour. So me and Ken Griffey Jr. He just jumped out the car because we got a tee time, and like he goes off at 8:02, and I'm 8:13 right behind him. So we've been playing practice rounds and stuff like that together, and 
Um, we ain't, I think this course is in Spartanburg, and then the main course is in uh, it's called Thornblade in um, Greenville, South Carolina. I had to get the Ken Griffey Jr. mentioned. Yeah, yeah, that, just that was a humble brag. I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm hanging humble out with Ken Griffey, no big yeah. deal. Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, in the back so seat. Canelo's playing in front, and <laughs> then Griff, so we. <laughs> we need Griffin, Canelo, and Anthony Anderson all had a match and stuff like that. Big so, time. You know, Look at that. Tell my man, man I said what's up, man. So I will. I will. The Live Golf Tour uh, starts today, Michael, with the biggest names, Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson. Uh, what kind of an impact do you think this whole situation is going to have on Phil Mickelson's legacy? See, now that's a funny word to use because a lot of people try and throw that legacy out there as far as, you know, I'm going to stay on the PGA Tour because it's all about legacy for me. Well, why don't you go to the gas station and see how much gas you can get on your legacy card? When you call the electric company, tell them you want to pay with your legacy. I know. So, hey, but Michael, Phil Mickelson is not, not having a problem keeping the lights on. Yeah, he ain't having a problem with that, but also, like, when it comes to his legacy, we already know what he did in the past. We already know what he did on the golf course in the past. So it's not like you can change the record books. You're not going to take his name off of anything. And here's the problem. The, the PGA Tour right now, they thought they had a fight that they could win. But they've never come up against people that had this kind of money. And with the golfer that I – one of the golfers – I mean, I spoke to a couple of golfers and a bunch of caddies as well. But one of the golfers I talked to yesterday – out here on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's had plenty of time on the PGA Tour, and he's out here on the Corn Ferry Tour as well. And he said, this isn't a new problem, that the middle-tier dudes on the PGA Tour have been feeling like the tour hasn't been listening to them, that they've been airing their concerns with the PGA Tour for years and years and years. And everything that they've been talking to the tour about has been falling on deaf ears. And now, even though Phil Mickelson is like the face right now, Phil Mickelson basically heard what all those dudes were saying. Even though he was part of the top tier of dudes playing on the PGA Tour, that wasn't really affected, right? So, you know, all the, the old school and the old guard on the PGA Tour, they want to keep everything the same because it worked for the dudes at the top. And you could talk the guys into the middle, into – hey, man, this is the best system that we got so far, so we don't want to change it. And the dudes at the bottom were, hey, this is going to be your opportunity to kind of become one of those big-name dudes and become a star and make all that money. And the caddy that I talked to said very much so that the PGA Tour is a lot like UFC. And no matter how big and famous those stars get, they never get a boxer's purse, mm. Right. And, and you'll understand that, Max, right? Like, it took, you know, dude had to go fight Mayweather. Um, Conor McGregor had to go fight Mayweather to get that $100 million paycheck, right? No matter what you do in the UFC, you're never going to get a $100 million paycheck, right? We're talking about, you know, guys now trying to fight Tyson Fury to get that big, giant paycheck. But how many guys get Francis to do that? Francis Ngannou, you mean, and yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, friend. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Ganu's gonna, you know, gonna fight Tyson Fury. He's gonna get paid more than he would have ever made at the UFC. Well, if you translate that onto the PGA Tour, it's kind of the same way. You know, the PGA Tour is, I mean, you don't want to call them a monopoly, but in a way, like they've been the top dog. 
and they've never had anybody threaten what they want to do. Well, you know what? They weren't planning on losing this battle, but they weren't planning on losing Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau jumping ship, Patrick Reed jumping ship. And then you start thinking, well, at least our our partners, they'll, they got our back. And now the USGA came out and was like, mm, nah, nah, anybody who wants to come play over here, you know, we got a former U.S. Open champion. What's going to happen at Augusta? There are four Masters champions playing this Live Golf Tour. Hmm. Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Patrick Reed, and Phil Mickelson. You think Augusta's going to tell four former champions, nah, you can't come play? No way I don't no. think so. No way. Uh, well, I guess, Michael, that was, no my, way that was my next question for you, Michael. Like, you know, if you have all these majors that are still going to allow these players to play, like if you're a player, why would you play on the PGA Tour? If they're giving away the bag at this type of money. It makes more sense right. to go earn as much as possible if you can still participate in these majors. I guess my question for you, though, is what, what do you think the PGA Tour, they're expected to announce the punishment against players who left for the Live Tour? What do you, what do you, right. think, like, what do you, what do you, right. think, what so is that punishment going to be? Well, here's the deal. Has the PGA Tour ever announced any punishments ever? That was the one thing about the PGA Tour that was a huge complaint. Not not necessarily from players, but from us in the media. Was like, hey, if this dude did something wrong, what was his punishment? We don't announce fines and suspensions. That was one of the contentions why VJ Singh, when he took the tour to court, one of the reasons that they settled was because he said, nah, we're going into we're going in the courtroom and you're gonna open your books up and you showing everybody everything that you've done and the tour was like mm, how much let's let's just let's come on let's try and make this come on let's be nice and now you're going to tell me you're coming out because there's a competitive tour now you want to decide to tell people what their fines and suspensions are going to be like that is not going to play out well it's another battle where it's like there are sometimes where posturing can gain momentum and win you something but in this case now you're doing it and it's like mm, now you're throwing that posture out there, bro. It's a little late. And how are you going to find and punish somebody who said, I quit? That's like, yeah, man, I just broke up with that girl. Bro, she moved in with somebody last week. What are you talking about? You broke up with her. <laughs> Michael. Who are you fooling? Michael, Michael Collins, ESPN golf analyst, host of America's Caddy on ESPN Plus, joining us this morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Outside, Mike, outside of uh, Tiger Woods, who I guess who would the PGA Tour be spooked about leaving outside of Tiger, even though Tiger ain't going nowhere? So as of yet, just think of it this way. And this, I'll tell you two things. Number one, so the young dude that I talked to uh, out here, who's on the Corn Ferry Tour, like again, I, I'm not throwing anybody's name out there because I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. Um, but the young guy who I talked to has not been on the PGA Tour, and he's fighting to get on the PGA Tour. And he said two things. One that that tour and two of the young guys that are playing on that tour that would have been going to Q school that would only get them on the corn Ferry tour. This is that life changing opportunity for them. And you got to take it. You just have to, because part of what everybody goes to college for, the reason people get a job is to be financially stable for life. What, how are you not going to do that? If you're a young dude and you like, well, I either got to fight 160 dudes a week and with no guarantee, or I got to play on a team and get guaranteed 120, 120,000 every time I tee it up, plus the team perks. That's one thing. Number two, 
the name that you're talking about, Keyshawn, that's Ricky Fowler. Mm. Like the fact that the dude that was the post, one of the poster childs for the PGA tour, the dude that was like everything that the tour was hoping they could get out of marketing and companies and like all of that, the, the perfect guy for the PGA tour, for the posters and whatnot, if he dips out, which he's reportedly going to do when that dude dips out now, what? Yeah. Now what? So, so you got somebody going in. Why wouldn't somebody go? Rory's the perfect example of, for him, he is fine with the status quo of how the PGA Tour is. He is good to go with where he sees himself in the future, captaining a Ryder Cup, being part of those teams. He's also a dude who has taken the money once before and even said it in his last press conference where, you know, he was only driven by money and it didn't necessarily work out for him at first the way that he thought it was going to work out for him. Not that it didn't work. It just didn't work out like he thought it would. But that's that's a guy who's already got a couple hundred million in the bank saying, well, if I already got the money, why do I need to go over there? And it's the same thing as the reporting we heard about the offers that they may have made to Tiger Woods, which was high nine figures that Tiger turned down. And when you hear stuff like that, you're like, well, in, in that case, and this is what the young player said to me, in that case, it's like, how much is enough, right? If you know you're secure and you haven't done anything stupid with your money, like, you're going to already take care of the great-grandkids. Like, how much do you really need? And so for a guy like Rory, there isn't a whole lot of motivation for him to go over there at this time. But we don't know what the future is going to hold. Like, what's this going to look like in two or three years? And that was the one thing that the other young player said to me, and that was, for those young guys, the opportunity is amazing. For the guys that are over there that already got a bunch of bank, to him at least, it felt just a little bit of a greed grab. And it's understandable. If you're a young guy and you're like, this is the opportunity of a lifetime, why are these dudes who already got all this money going over there? So, MC, I guess my my curiosity leads me to the point, if the majors were to decide that they wouldn't let players from the Live Tour participate, then what kind of effect do you think that would have on the players that did leave if they were to take that stance? If they were to take that stance, it might change things a little bit. But I think, like, what you heard from the USGA, and I think that where the Masters now with those champions that are over there, the the position that they've been put in, you know, people forget that the PGA Tour does not run a major, right? The PGA Championship is run by the PGA of America, not the PGA Tour, two separate organizations that if you look at history of golf, that was not a, a fun split between the PGA Tour and the PGA of America. At one time, they were one organization, and that was not an amicable split. Now, of course, now everybody's friendly, you know, and you think about what happened when COVID first hit. What Commissioner Jay Monahan did to juggle the schedule to help with all of the major championships in 2020 
was something that he does not get enough credit for and something that makes him one of the greatest commissioners of, of all sports because of what he was able to do. That being said, the only other big one out there is the Open Championship, which is run by the RNA, the Royal and Ancient. And so are they going to go against what the USGA said? Like, if your tournament is called the Open, which means it is open to anyone, and you are not going to allow players to play, what you going to call it? The kind of open? The sort of open? The only a few of y'all can be in the open? Like, it doesn't... It, it doesn't behoove them to do something like that because in the long run, the backlash I don't think would be worth it. So if the, if the, if the majors were to say, Hey, we messed up, we're not letting these guys play. Then number one, there'd be a whole lot of lawyers making a whole lot of money. And number two, then later this year, say, late September, early October, it might change the decision that some of the guys that are on the fence deciding whether or not to go over there, it would it would probably change some of their minds on whether or not they went. Interesting. My big takeaway is when the status quo does not benefit enough people, you could have a systemic problem, right? Someone can come in and disrupt, and that's what seems to be happening. The great Michael Collins, ladies and Wait, gentlemen, Mike, I have a best quick, in the business. I have a quick question for you. Do you think Evan Wilner, our producer, can beat you in one hole? You think he can get you? He can get one hole off you, MC? Yeah. You know what? A blind squirrel can always find a nut every now and then, but they <laughs> usually starve first. That's the greatest compliment anyone's ever paid uh, Evan on this show. A blind, he called you a blind squirrel. You should thank him for that, Evan. All right, MC, I see Thank you, you Michael. <laughs> All right, y'all. Michael Collins, ladies and gentlemen. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. One NFL quarterback's being told to stay away, and a Super Bowl champion says that's the wrong move after Sports Center. And now Smart sends it to Tatum, drives by Curry, flips it up with a right hand and in. Another tough one at the rim for Jason Tatum. What do I say, Mark? Go with force. Don't worry about the non-calls. That should have been an N1. This guy's a superstar and doesn't get the whistle. But he doesn't look at the official. He just puts it in the cup and walks to the other end. Can I get an amen? Amen, Doris Burke. You heard the call from Doris Burke and Mark Kestesher on ESPN Radio's Jason Tatum scored 26 points. Jalen Brown added 27. Marcus Smart, 24, to lead the Celtics to a 116-100 win over the Warriors in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. The Celtics outscored Golden State 52-26 in the paint, 22-11 on second-chance points. That's doubling them in both. It's the first playoff game under Steve Kerr where the Warriors were doubled in both paint points and second-chance points. Boston now leads the series 2-1. to one. Game 4 is Friday, and Boston can be seen on ABC and heard right here on ESPN Radio. The top-seeded Oklahoma Sooners are one win away from their second consecutive championship after demolishing Texas 16-1 to one in Game 1 of the Women's College World Series. Jocelyn Allo and company mashed 16 home... Sorry, 6. It's 16 runs. Six home runs in the win... Setting a new single-game Women's College World Series record for home runs in a game. Six. Game two is tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Would you like a guaranteed $75 million? Well, it's easy. All you got to do is lead the NFL in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns, and win Super Bowl MVP. Sources told Adam Schefter on Wednesday that the Los Angeles Rams and Cooper Cup have agreed to a three-year $80 million extension. Cup's contract is now worth $110 million over his remaining five years. 
including $75 million guaranteed, the most guaranteed money ever given to a wide receiver. I'm talking about these stories and more on this just in. Today, 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Sports Center is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I don't give it. I don't give it. Careful. Careful. Hey, toe the line. Draymond Green. So. Oh, a pain that throw he just threw and made in that highlight. (laughs) (laughs) It was painful to watch, man. God, you see that? The interception? The, the, the contrast of emotions. When Key sees a good ball, and he's like, yo, that, that thing right there. No, when he sees a good ball, he's like, Ooh. oh. He goes like this. He looks, he goes, oh, oh. It's, it's like a oh, handoff. Like a hand oh, off. it's a handoff. No, but the one he just threw, I think it was against the Texans, and he got picked. That was painful to watch. Like, what do you – it was, a, it was a clean pocket. Nobody around him. The receiver's running a nice end cut. He sells the ball over the dude's head to the other guy. Yeah. And just, I'm like, look at Here this. Here it is on ESPN, bucket. too. No, 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 no. Like, seriously? Oh, my God. Remember the odd it, couple Oscar. I don't care Oscar, about the sacks. Oscar, this is what I care about. That right there. Like, what are you Damn. doing? You threw it right to the other team with the white on. Your team wears orange, not white. <laughs> no, maybe, that's, maybe that's what he needs. He needs a coach to let him know that. Uh Teddy Bruschi, ESPN NFL analyst on NFL Live. You may have heard of this program, Key. On why excusing Baker Mayfield from workouts is bad. Listen to this. Uh, You know, I understand what Teddy is saying, but Teddy, come on, man. You know damn well Baker Mayfield can't go back in that locker room and those players that don't want to be with him, they moved on from him. It's like, oh, okay, cool. We got Baker Mayfield as our quarterback. He was a guy that they didn't want. That's why they went out and got Deshaun Watson because he they couldn't stand Baker Mayfield to be their quarterback anymore. And Jacoby Brissett can lead this team to some victories. How many victories? I don't know. And in terms of Joshua Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs is a backup. And a lot of reasons, a lot of teams don't keep three quarterbacks on the active roster anyway. They keep two, one on the practice squad, one stash somewhere just in case. But I, I don't see there's no reason for Baker Mayfield to be at minicamp in the building, nowhere around Cleveland. In fact, Baker Mayfield is in Austin, Texas right now, rehabbing his non-throwing shoulder to get it out, to get back to a place where he does get an opportunity, he'll be ready to go. So that just tells you right there, they both knew that he wouldn't be at minicamp. You can't bring that dude back in that locker room. Cicada, you can't do it. Yeah, I, I hear you on all that, and that, that makes sense, right? And as an athlete, I, I think seeing Baker in the locker room would be awkward. But if it depends on how patient you want to be because if – I would ask you this, Key. Can Jacoby Brissett get them to the playoffs if Deshaun Watson can't play this year? Probably probably not, but they didn't get to the playoffs with Baker Mayfield. But, but who so, gives him a better chance to make the playoffs this year, Baker Mayfield or Jacoby Brissett? Uh, it's silence on the other end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say a healthy Baker Mayfield – Gives them probably a better chance to that's make a, the playoffs. So, so key. Play. This is this is. I hear what you're saying. To me, especially at first, like you can't let Baker Mayfield back in the building. Come on, you just gave Deshaun Watson 230 million dollars. They don't but, want him back in the building. Right, they, right. They can't let him. They don't want him. But how do you answer the following? If Deshaun Watson is completely unavailable to play, or mostly unavailable to play, 
due to suspension this year. And you have a team that's ready to win, except at quarterback, right? And the question is, who's going to be the quarterback? You want to raise and his the value. AFC West, the AFC West is loaded, and you may have to win the AFC North, or maybe at best there's one wild card out of the North. You're not going to make it with Brissett, let's say. You're saying that. Not, you're not going to make the playoffs with Brissett. You Probably might not. with Baker. You, you might, might with, with Baker. Baker. You so, might with Baker. Okay, so, uh, how, so how do you address that? Well, you, you address it by simply saying that making it to the playoffs is a goal, right? That's what you want to be able to do. But what about the other 52 members in the locker room? The other 52 members in the locker room, they don't want Baker Mayfield in that locker room, and I'm speaking for them. So, Based in other words, on, you can't make the playoffs with Baker if they don't want him in the locker room. No, they don't. Okay. Did you hear the players start to flirt with OBJ coming back to Cleveland? Yep. Did you Did you know yeah, that? Yep. Why you think that is? Sure, sure. <laughs> because Baker Mayfield ain't there. The impediment so they like, to it is gone. They yeah. like, good, man. You come home with us. We need you, bro. And they didn't say that when Baker Mayfield was But wait, Key, that's you saying, to me, this is what I hear you tell. Correct me if I'm wrong. What you're saying is it only looks like you have a chance to make the playoffs with Baker. But in fact, because the team doesn't want him there, you ain't going to make the playoffs with him anyway, right? Exactly. If they don't want him there, that, then that's the argument. Exactly. But, but, you, can't, but, you can't bring him back in the building, and that's why the Cleveland Browns, as well but, as Baker Mayfield, made a mutual decision, Jay. To not come to minicamp. I hear you, but let, let me pose this key. Sometimes in life, when people get humble, things change slightly. So when circumstances become different, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm posing it. If there are lessons that are learned and somebody's value is down and the market is not what they thought it was going to be for him, and if you have this opportunity, if he is healthy, and if he shows you, hey, look, I want to make a change. He ate the humble I know pie. it's a short term. I know I'm not going to be the long-term answer, but I can do the right things with this team. If his talent is slightly Jay? better than Jacoby Brissett, and he's, he's showing that he's willing to make a change. I want to hear this response, Key. Why would response, you not Key? want to give that an opportunity? Key, how to do you increase respond his value? To that? How do you respond to that, Key? No, no. I don't know, man. I, no. I think it's something to think about. You cannot. You cannot. You just gave a guy, what was it, $230 million? Mm-hmm. But if he can't, Key, hypothetically, he's not allowed to play this But you year. just gave a guy $230 million fully guaranteed money. Let's assume he's pushed to the side for now. He's on the show. The rest of the team doesn't want him. Not It has nothing to do with what the owner thinks. It has nothing to do with what the coaches think. I'm talking about people in the locker room, the lockers next to him. They don't want him. They don't want him. They already have moved on. They are now da- dating someone else, Jay. You are like trying to force yourself on to this person, and they don't want to date you anymore. Stop calling my damn phone. Don't email me. Jay. Don't text message me. Stay out of my DMs, Jay. Jay that is what it playing. feels like you're you doing don't right play now. Yourself. You don't play yourself, Jay. It's not a yes. test. That's what Key is saying. That's God, he's Jay, not don't go show out up. with you. I don't if you need act too you. Desperate. This, no, Jay, but I don't need. Turned awkward. I'm he, not, here's what, Max. Here I that. don't <laughs> need you showing up. <laughs> Boy, that's that's harsh. He just broke up with you in a rough way. I can't believe he broke up with me on national TV. Back to the NBA Finals next, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. My heart is broken. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Guys, 82% of the time that a team wins game three, 
of a finals, an NBA finals, knotted 1-1, they win every time, 82% of the time. They win every time. What was that? <laughs> what was that? 60% no, no, no. of the time, all the time. It works, it works, it works of the time, every time. time. Uh, that's uh, Anchorman. Uh, that was the first Anchorman. Yeah. No, but I Good thought time, it was somebody in a press time. conference for real. It works yeah. every time. It works every 82% of the time, the team that wins game three wins every time. <laughs> How about our crew having all that sound ready? I see you guys working have it back ready. there. I see you working ready. back there. <laughs> By the way, that includes the Warriors. They're uh, 0-3 in Game 3 of NBA Finals when the series is tied at 1-1. They lost in 19 to the Raptors. They won the title in 2015 after falling down 2-1, you know, after uh, no one could play for the Cavs. (laughs) They were playing playing 5-on-1, and they finally won down 2-1. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, Guys, both of you guys thought the Warriors would win the series. So did I. I picked the Warriors in six. Not only did they lose game three, but Steph, Al Horford, landed on Steph's foot-ish, whatever. He wound up with a a foot injury. I guess... to me, it looked like bend but don't break type injury. Oh. I thought, you know, like I, I, but, but, but like just as bad as it could be before it's like, uh oh, he's gone. But it didn't cross that to me just from the eyeball test. And Steph was able to play more. And Steph is talking about playing in game four. Is, is, does all of this change your opinion about who's going to win? What's so funny over no, there? I'm, I'm laughing, Max, because I've, I've, had, I've had an experience where. Uh, what do you know a, about lower extremity an, injuries? An alien. I'm talking to you. A person who's 6'9", 250, yeah. kind of lunges into <laughs> my ankle. And you're like, from the eye test. And I'm like, ah, oh, from the reality test I've had, it's, it's not that But what I mean so is, bad. there's sometimes, no, uh, Jay, I'm not questioning no, 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 that. I'm I saying, know you're, I know you're sometimes just, you'll see that and you'll be like, oh, he's oh, that, gone. Yeah, yeah, he's right? done. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, um, I, I got to tell you, last night watching it, it was, it was funny because I'm in bed. And I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. This is what happens. He's playing at an MVP level. Yep. Finals MVP level. And this is it. I, I was like, please don't let this happen. We're Max Kellerman. I have to come into work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't perform well, it's going to be like, well, he doesn't, still doesn't have the MVP finals. 
Does it have it? Even you know, though I just call it like I see it. I, I think that's like been tremendous so far. Then my brain quickly went to, like, Key, let me do my brain. Like, um, this is the opportunity for greatness, right? Like, look, and granted, if he can't play well because he's injured, Key, it is what it is. But if he does, if he does elevate his level of play and this team is able to find a way to win a championship with Steph coming through in clutch moments, like his legacy is already set in my opinion, but boy, does that add a little different pop to it. It adds a little different pop to it, Key, regardless of what anybody says about it. Yes, it does. And Steph Curry coming off that ankle injury was amazing tonight in game six. He was 13 of 25 for, you know, that, you got that's, it. What that, you that's got how it. they go tee it up, right? You got it. He, he, was, he was 9 of 12 from three, amazing. And when you look at Steph Curry off that ankle injury tonight in game six, it's just been amazing. 30 for 30. His, what if I yeah. told you yeah. that on yeah, the and, toughest and, night of yeah. his life, yeah. And they're going to build it up that way. This is a story. Like Max said, you got to have a story, right? So here's the story. Steph Curry gets hurt. The ankle swells a little bit. He comes back. He's on fire in game four. They're now moving on to game five. He lights it up in at home. They go back to TD Garden, and now the, the, the Celtics' backs are against the wall. Steph Curry comes out. He's on fire. He does his deal. They win a championship. We go back to game three. We show all the highlights in slow motion. We show the shot. We live the moment. He's jumping up, holding the trophy. No, Key, you saw the shot go in the air. Don't interrupt him. It's rotating, and and then it cuts to the interview. They're still talking about it. Don't interrupt this incredible 30 for 30 voiceover by Keyshawn Joseph Johnson. Key, keep going. But that's what the story is going to be all about. It's going to be about Steph Curry in the amazing uh, uh, things that he had to fight through. The beautiful daughter who has grown up right before our eyes. If we go back to 2015 and we relive the moment, his amazing wife, and then he look at the, the parents and the great way that they raised their kids, and now it's finally capped off with the final moment of the MVP trophy. Isn't it Steph amazing Curry. that when music comes on, you just start talking differently? For mm. <laughs> well, I got a lot of different voices in my head from time to time. <laughs> well, not like that. I think I'm pretty sane. Uh, no, but that's the story. The story is yeah. going to be that way. They're going to, they're going to, you know, they're going to talk about it. The single shot on Steph Curry sitting on the bench, the sweating, the moments tick down, the yeah. Max Kellerman biting his nails that it doesn't happen. He's going to try to yeah. give it to Wiggins. You, you think, know? Hold up. You think I'm trying, I'm rooting for the Celtics? You're out of your no, mind. No, you're going to try to give the trophy to <laughs> oh, Wiggins. Oh, to Wiggins. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, gonna, Wiggins deserves the trophy, Yeah, well, actually. Wiggins is, played he, defense on Tatum. Yes, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, he averaged 22. <laughs> I'll say this. No, it's right now, if you had to give out an MVP of the finals, I give it to Steph, even though they're down 2-1 so far. Who do you he give was it tremendous Boston last side. night. At Boston wins it. I give it to Jalen Brown. Ooh, yeah, probably, yeah, Jalen. Give it to Jalen Brown. If, yep. Boston, if Boston wins it, they're going to give it to Jason Tatum. As of right now, I would say, though, Jalen yeah, Brown. Yeah, three games right we're talking now, about. Right now, it would have to be Jalen Brown. Yeah, but, but, but they're going to give it to Tatum. If Tatum keep, Here's what I'll say. If Tatum keeps playing consistent the way he's playing, they're going to give it to him because it's a certain – you know, I, man, it's a snack, crackle, pop to it. He got the he got the the Kobe Bryant. He got they got all that man. They trying to give that, that they trying to give it to Steph. If it flips, they gonna give it to Tatum. I want to go watch, back. Jay. To, I want to go back to Jay's story about like here's the opportunity for like next level greatness, right? If he can overcome injury, I think a lot of the time guys like me in the media will set the question or so called. Oh, you're trying to spin the narrative. 
where let me see what he can do now. A lot of times athletes have an allergic reaction to that because you know this narrative that's being set up is very difficult for the athlete to fulfill. And it is. The odds are against them. Let's say it's less than 50-50 they can do it. And it's true. But that's the stuff that gets you into the highest stratosphere of greatness. When you do the things, you know, in retrospect, you know, okay, Muhammad Ali beat George Foreman or LeBron came back on, on the Warriors. But at the time, it wasn't going to happen. That's what makes it so remarkable. If Steph, forget about if he's hurt. If he just continues to play like he does and they win, that's an amazing thing for Steph. He hasn't done that yet. But if he overcomes injury and does it, I'm with you. It enhances it. I, I agree. It enhances it. But I think the problem, Max, is when those questions are posed from the beginning, though, right? It, it, it sets a, a tone or it creates this narrative that that athlete like has re, like he, he, he has to do something so absurd. Like him averaging 30th, I think, has changed your perspective, has it not, of what he's doing in the NBA Finals? It's, it's so, that he's doing it in the second half of games when they need it. Okay, so that's one thing. And I, I say, hey, here's the upside if he's able to get through it. But for me, his legacy has already been set. I didn't need to see Steph battle injury and uh, go next level. But you're, compar- me- but you're comparing him to guys, not all of them, but some of them, who were able to do that. I agree, right? but those guys are different types of aliens, right? Yeah. So there are different levels of aliens. You see LeBron That's what we're talking about, the highest level of aliens. That's what I'm saying. I, oh. From Planet X. Look, man, I don't care what anybody says. You shake Keyshawn Johnson's hands, right? You, you you want that to truck through you? You see my hand speed on the basketball court? You're like, yo, this is my free throw form. Different. I understand. But like body, body types are different. So like when LeBron James gets hit by somebody, he absorbs that differently than a guy like Steph who's 6'2", 185. Well, what's funny, part of the Warriors dynasty, part of it, is because they saved so much money on that first Steph contract he got because injured. he was injury yes. prone. That sort of helped them put the dynasty together because they had this incredible player under an extremely team-friendly deal. And he has bulked himself up, and a lot has been made of it, to be a more, uh, 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 you know, to, to have a physical frame that's better able to withstand, you know, the rigors of an NBA season and postseason. And look, that doesn't protect you from Al Horford falling on your leg. What are you going to do? Yeah, I want to see the I want to see the story, though. I want to see the maceration of Steph Curry's finals, uh, MVP trophy journey in these finals because it's a story that hasn't been told about him like it has been about others. You don't want to call it trials and tribulations or, or, or you know, some uh, comeback player of the year, oh, my God, that type of story. But it has been smooth. Now all of a sudden he has an opportunity to be the guy to erase all of the so-called yeah. narrative demons about his trophy winning in the finals MVP, but to come back off an ankle injury, whether the ankle injuries are serious or not, the fact that he left the game and it gave it, it's there. It's in writing, injury, ankle, and he comes back and he performs at a high level and he wins the MVP trophy – they're going to mention the ankle. Yeah, we don't. And it's going to be the media about. doesn't write the narrative. We read it. The athlete writes the narrative. The athlete by by what happens on the court. That's the story. And 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 you know our job is to find it. Find the it'll signal from good, the noise. It'll be a really good story. It'll be a good ankle story, Jay. See, like I. <laughs> 30 Think about it. Isaiah Thomas did yeah. it in the Eastern Conference Finals. 
The great ones. You know, Michael Jordan did it. Michael Jordan did it with the flu game. I mean, yeah. it's all Was the, it really a flu game, though? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think. I saw him fly. All I know, I flying back all I PJ. know is he. That's all what I, I saw him was, late, uh, late look, that night, night, early that morning. Jay, all I know instead of Gatorade, he was drinking uh, chicken soup or something. So it doesn't matter, right? It, when you talk about it, what you say? The flu game. Yeah, Willis really Reed limping onto the court. Yeah, yep. yeah. There you go. Here's one for Steph now. Yep. Here's one for Steph. Hey, Steve Kerr, are you uh, are you concerned about the? Uh, Injury, Steph's injury. You see, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean, look, they're, they're, they're obviously key. There's major concern, right? I mean, when you have a guy who's averaging 31 points per game and he is, you know, the consensus finals MVP as of right now, not having him at full strength definitely hurts, especially when a guy like Jordan Poole is a very young player, 22 years old, has really not found his rhythm yet when the game matters the most, right? Like, so yeah. when you're up by double digits and you're on the verge of pulling away and you help pull away in game two, that's one thing. Everybody's like, well, he's back. I'm like, well, wait. When the game is tight, that's a different circumstance to ask Jordan Poole to pull Steph through. Steph needs in. a crime partner. He can't do it by himself. And Jordan Poole had his chest out when Steph had him up 12, 15 points. Then Jordan Poole went nuts. Steph needs someone to be there with him, a wingman, literally, so that, so that he doesn't have to do it all by himself. Well, remember right? at the beginning of this conversation when we first started the show at the start of the playoff of the finals, I talked about these young guys. What is it? What, what the young guys, what are they going to do? The first-timers, the Boston Celtics first-timers, the Jordan Poole first-timer, like how would they respond? Is it, is it going to be too big or the light's going to be too bright? And, yeah, he became a little bit of a front runner in game two. But that was his role. His job was to be the front runner. Steph was out. It's time for you to take over and do something. He needed to build on that, though. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't built on it. It was one game. All right? One game. We're one still game. early in the you series. See, I also think this is another opportunity for greatness. We talk about these moments, right, to, to rise above. It, it, it does feel like over this past year, considering Clay has had two years off of basketball, that people have started to say, well, you know, the one-two punch in Golden State, you know, is – you know, Steph Curry, Jordan Poole to a degree, right? And Clay, you're giving Clay time to kind of find himself. People were wondering after having a torn ACL, a torn Achilles, will he be that version of who he used to be? Seeing him last night, right? It still didn't feel to me like a, a, supernova a game Clay. six supernova no. Clay, right? No. It still feels like, yo, this dude has something that can go another level up. If Clay is able, you talk about the legacy of Clay, of Steph. If Clay is able to go up another notch, then all of a sudden now you're looking at the thing, you're saying, damn, Clay in his first year after not playing ball for two years, huge opportunity. To find that supernova Clay in the NBA finals when it matters the most. And then it starts making you think about next year, Jordan Poole having him back. You're like, yo, this team can win another two or three, maybe. Clay, well, the question going into the series for many um, was, uh, uh, and by the way, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who it was on ESPN.com, had an article about it, like which second banana is whatever you want to refer to Jalen Brown as is going to have a bigger series that may decide it. And so far it's been Jalen Brown. But Clay was Clay Thompson last night. He wasn't, as you said, game six, Clay. He was regular, excellent Clay Thompson. It, it makes me think Supernova Clay is in there. Mm-hmm. He's going to show up, and that's going to make the difference. Tim Legler said on SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt, the following about Jordan Poole. Listen to this. I'm telling you, last night, Key, there were multiple times when, because when you get deep into the playoffs, rotations become tighter, 
right? So in the regular season, you see Jordan Poole against like that second unit that plays a little bit more. And now since rotations are tighter, you're not seeing second units on the court. You're seeing guys play increased minutes. So now Jordan Poole is seeing Marcus Smart. Now Jordan Poole is seeing Jalen Brown. And there were multiple times last night he only took eight shots where my man caught the ball and did not look at the rim. Did not look yeah. at the rim or an angle to attack. It was like deferring to Steph and to Clay, And you don't need him to defer. You need him to be aggressive. That's why he's there, Key. Yeah, it's like in football, you, you get an injury to somebody in the secondary, right? And the guy who's actually the number two right corner, you think, oh, I'm going to get the number two right corner. they like, nah, we rather have a safety mm-hmm. come and play that corner spot than the number <laughs> two dude because we know what you're getting ready to do to him. It's the same thing. Like, you get in the regular season, you're going to get certain guys, and then come the postseason, it's like, nope, you're not going to see nowhere near the minutes from that guy as you would in the regular season. So this Warriors team, I like partly because they have the core together, the, the non-KD core together. I mean, even Iguodala, though he's been hurt and he's old now. But, but the big three were really Steph, Clay, Dre. Right, like those are the, That's when you think about the Warriors. You think about those three guys. We talked about Steph. We talked about Clay and the opportunity. Now that there's injury involved and Clay coming back and Steph now with Horford landing on his foot, on his leg. Draymond Green played poorly. Draymond Green, who set the tone in Game Two, understood what the team needed, walked up to the line, didn't cross it, played very well, and they won a game they needed to win. Played poorly in Game Three on the road, and they lost. And. A reporter had a question, a writer had a question at the post, someone, a member, media member anyway, had a question at the post-game presser for Draymond about Draymond's podcast and how maybe could that have played into the loss. Listen to this. So look, man, Draymond had as many turnovers as he did points. <laughs> two turnovers, two points, right? Four shot attempts. You talk about this was the best player potentially on the court in game two. He made that much of a difference. But I really do believe it is such a casual take to sit there and say, well, your podcast, it seems like it's distracted you. Gave away state secrets. From (laughs) the the moment in game three. So Draymond's been doing this podcast since November 15th, 2021. Draymond Green, are you giving away classified information in this podcast? I listen to all of Dre's podcasts because I love his insight and I love how raw and real it is, right? He should just play basketball and stop concentrating on the damn pocket. So this is, this is why this is what I always find funny about, like, and it, Key, this to me feels more like traditional media because they would take this and run away with it, understanding that players and their thoughts have been doing this for a while now. LeBron James has a shop that talks a lot about common day issues or games throughout the regular season. Maybe nobody's done it during the NBA Finals, but Dre's the first to do it. But it's not like he's giving away state secrets here. He's not saying what their strategy is going to be in game four, game five, game six. He's interviewing people. He's talking about things that happen throughout the course of the game. And that's what he should be allowed to do. And even if it's taking two hours out of his day to do a damn podcast, say he was in the gym for eight hours and he slept for another eight hours. Fine. You still have another six hours to do something with your day. Raymond Green, this, where it, were you on the night just, of June? It's casual to me, Key. These are casual that, takes, that man. math was wrong, man. I went 24 hours. What's what's eighteen plus six key? Um, just just calm down, man. Hold on, hold on. Wait, I didn't major in math, but hold on. Nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-four. Twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Once you have to go to the other hand, you know, like I'm the just, use the I'm just trying to confuse. Out, you know. 
I'm trying to confuse Jay, but look, it it it's a situation where people want to try to figure out a way to make an excuse so they can write something or say something about Draymond Green. When he game two, he talked post game about his podcast. He did it. He went and did it. It was funny. Oh, emergency podcast. We talked about a laugh joke. Nothing. No one said anything. They lose. He played bad. Now, all of a sudden, it's a distraction. It becomes a problem. I mean, it's it's the wildest thing that you could ever hear. Even when guys didn't have this sort of setup going on in their careers, Jay, guys would focus in on post-career things, whether it's starting their businesses during the offseason. Oh, you're not doing offseason workouts with the team. No, I'm not because I'm concentrating on when my career is over. Well, don't you think it's going to be a lack of focus and – it's like there's nothing to do with one whether thing, or not I'm going to be able to train and be ready for football season. One thing, if whether it's not if there's a call, it's causal. Like when Odell went down on the boat and everything, I said it on TV at the time. Like, it's fine, cool, you can do whatever you want. But here's the thing. Can't drop passes in the game now. You dropped a couple oh, passes. Oh, God. And nothing, to do, and nothing to do with him going to Miami. You know how many uh, times? Nevertheless. I, you know how many times I traveled during the season and got never back? Never once. Like, stop. Never one time. You oh, were in bed lo- at 8 and p.m. Lost ga- and lost games and won games doing that. Steve Kerr. He's the Warriors head coach, Jay. Oh, At the is? post-game presser about whether or not Keyshawn Johnson is right. <laughs> that Draymond Green's podcast is not a distraction. Or maybe it is a distraction. Not like when Key was playing. He was in bed at 8 p.m., a little glass of warm milk right by the bed. Had the pajamas, the hat with a little ball at the end of the hat, right, like in the cartoons. <laughs> then it would be, he's getting too much sleep. He's <laughs> over-preparing. He's, he's over-analyzing. He's, he's getting too much he's sluggish. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will and Max is brought to you by Barbasol. Feeling great starts with a great shave, and great shaves start with Barbasol shaving cream. And... For a limited time only, capture your Barbasol Jurassic World collector cans before they're gone. <laughs> Key says one NFL team. Uh, I don't know what this says <laughs> at the end here, Evan. How about me giving away some free money? Start the quarterback. That gives him the best chance to win. There you go. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.